Hello, everybody. It's so good to see you again. Um, this week, we're going to talk to about a man in the Old Testament. Actually, it's about a king in the Old Testament. His name was Josiah, and he became the king of Judah when he was only eight years old. Now, we think about Queen Elizabeth. The, he, she became the queen of England when she was 27 years old, and everyone thought that was very young, but King Josiah was eight years old when he became king. And you'll find his story in two places in the Old Testament, in 2 Chronicles 34 and in 2 Kings 22. That 2 Chronicles 34 and 2 Kings 22 tells uh, tells the story of Josiah and then the, the chapters a little bit after that. In 2 Chronicles 34, verse 2, it says, And he did what was right in the sight of the Lord and walked in the ways of his father David. He did not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. Now, David was not his natural father. David was an ancestor of his. Um, but in the Bible, a lot of times it says, you, you, you know, David was your father. That just meant he was a, an ancestor. But... <laughs> Josiah's grandfather was one of the most evil kings that has ever been uh, on the face of the earth, most evil king of Judah, most evil leader. He uh, promoted uh, all kinds of idol worship. Um, his name was King Manasseh. And what he promoted even included child sacrifices. And Manasseh reigned for 55 years. And Josiah's father was also a very evil king. And so Josiah was the product of a very evil, uh, dysfunctional, uh, nasty, horrible family. So when Josiah was eight, he became, became king. And the word of God says he did what was right in the sight of the Lord. So he was a pretty special uh, guy. <laughs> when he was 16, the Bible says he began to seek God. And when he was 20 years old, in the 12th year of his reign, in 2 Chronicles 34, verse 3, it says he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem of the high places where idols were worshipped, the wooden images, the carved images, and the molded images. So when he was young, he was pleasing to God. He began to seek God. And when he was 20 years old, he started to take some pretty profound uh, uh, actions in his country because the whole country was just absorbed with idol worship. When Josiah was 26, which was during the 18th year of his reign, um, in verse 7 it says, He set about having the temple of God repaired and restored. So he's really, really doing a lot of really good things. And in 14, verse 14, it see, uh, we see that the priest, uh, found while they were repairing and restoring the temple, the priest found the book of the law that the Lord had given to Moses. So we don't know how long the book of the law had been hidden away or packed away or shoved under something, but at this time they found it. And most people think that it's probably the book of Deuteronomy. And um, so King Josiah had this book read to everyone uh, at that time, which is really good. So um, the book of the law, first of all, was read to Josiah. 
And in Second Chronicles 19, or 34, Second Chronicles 34, verse 19, <clears throat> I'll read to you what it says. It says, Thus it happened when the king heard the words of the law that he tore his clothes. Then the king commanded Hilkiah and, and five other people in verse 21, Go inquire of the Lord for me and for those who are left in Israel and Judah, because concerning the words of the book that is found, for great is the wrath of the Lord that is poured out on us, because our fathers have not kept, not kept the word of the Lord to do according all that is written in this book. So Josiah was just beside himself. He tore his clothes, which is as a sign of, of great distress, great uh, repentance, a great fear. And so um, in verse 22, it says, So Hilkiah... And those the king had appointed went to Huldah the prophetess. And then, and they spoke to her in that effect in verse 23. Then she answered them, thus says the Lord God of Israel, tell the man who sent you to me, which would have been King Josiah, thus says the Lord, behold, I will bring calamity on this place and on its inhabitants, all the curses that are written in the book, which they have read before the king of Judah. Because they have forsaken me and burned incense to other gods, that they might provoke me to anger with all the works of their hands. Therefore, my wrath will be poured out on this place and not be quenched. In verse 26, but as for the king of Judah, who sent you to inquire of the Lord in this manner, you shall speak to him. Thus says the Lord God of Israel, concerning the words that you have heard, because your heart was tender, and you humbled yourself before God when you heard his words against this place and against its inhabitants. And you humbled yourself before me. You tore your clothes and wept before me. I also have heard you, says the Lord. Surely I will gather to uh, gather you to your fathers and you will be gathered to your grave in peace. And your eyes shall not see all the calamity which I bring on this place and its inhabitants. So what the Lord was saying is, is that the, the nation of Judah had done such horrible actions, the judgment was coming upon them. But because Josiah's heart was tender, he humbled himself before the Lord. He tore his clothes and wept, meaning he was repenting. Um, he was spared that judgment. So we can see some things that Josiah did. He repented for himself and he repented for the whole nation. He made a covenant to follow, he made a covenant to follow the Lord and follow his commandments. He had the law read to all the people in Judah and Jerusalem. He required the people of the land to take a stand for the Lord. Josiah restored true worship among the people. He also returned the ark of the covenant to the temple. And he reinstituted temple worship and the feast of unleavened bread and Passover. So um, there's so many good things that Josiah did, and it was because he was moved when he read the book of the law. He was so moved, um, seeing what danger that they were in, and because his heart was tender enough to take in those words and, and to to meditate upon them. And to think about them, and, and his heart was just so tender that he humbled himself before the Lord, God was going to spare him. So I'm going to talk a little bit about 
having a tender heart toward God. Um, it's so important that we have a tender heart toward God, that we're soft toward him. Um, this story is also recorded in 2 Kings verse uh, chapter 22. So I'm going to read just a, a verse of that, 2 Kings 22, verse 19. And this is in the NIV. It says, Because your heart was, was responsive, and you humbled yourself before the Lord when you heard what I've spoken against this place and its people, that they would become accursed and laid waste. And because you tore your robes and wept in my presence, I have heard you, declares the Lord. The same verse in the New King James says, Because your heart was tender, and you humbled yourself before the Lord when you heard what I spoke against this place and against its inhabitants, that they would become a desolation and a curse, and you tore your robes, clothes, and wept before me. I have also heard you, says the Lord. And in 2 Kings 22, 19, in the Amplified, it says, Because your heart was tender and penitent, and you humbled yourself before the Lord when you heard what I said against this place and against its inhabitants, that they should become a desolation, an astonishment, and a curse. And you have rent your clothes and wept before me. I also have heard you, says the Lord. So we can see the importance of a tender heart and we can, you know, we can think about all these verses in regard to our country in the United States of America and what God is looking for is a repentant heart, a heart that's tender toward God and that's humble and, and that's willing to pray for the inhabitants of this country. You know, um, the opposite of a, of a tender heart is a hardened heart toward God and his word. And you think about, you know, like a cotton ball. If you press on a cotton ball, it gives way. It yields to the to the pressure of, of your fingers. But if you were to do the same thing with a rock, it wouldn't because it's rock hard. It's hard. Or if you were to um, press your fingers on, on the soft fur of a real fluffy dog or cat or bunny, you know, that fur gives way and is soft. But if you were to do the same thing with something that was made out of steel, there'd be no give in it whatsoever. A softer, tender heart, you know, you can make an impression on it. And when God, your heart is soft and tender toward God, God can make an impression on your heart. But a hard heart is closed to instruction. It's closed to in, uh, correction. It's closed to repentance. Uh, it's, it happens when we, you know, we sense the Holy Spirit talking to us, but we keep shutting down his voice in our lives. And we don't want that to happen to our hearts. One thing that I've noticed over the many years is there's uh, really a true lack of tenderheartedness in the body of Christ when it comes to admitting that anybody's wrong or toward repentance. And I don't want to be like that. Um, I really, really want to strive to keep a tender heart toward God. So just some things that Josiah did to, that demonstrated he had a tender heart toward God is that when faced with the sin, his own sin and the sin of his nation, he responded with great distress and brokenness, and he repented. And Josiah restored true worship instead of worship to idols in his country. He had the law read to all the people in Judah and Jerusalem. And he required all the people to take a stand for the Lord. He returned the Ark of the Covenant to the temple. And he reinstituted temple worship and the Feast of Unleavened Bread and Passover, which I've said 
some of these before, but I think it's good to say again how much can be accomplished when our heart is tender toward the Lord and he's leading and guiding us. When you're tender-hearted toward God, you're humble, you're able to take correction, you're able to repent from a broken heart, and you're able to say, I'm sorry, I was wrong, I repent. Um, when you're tender-hearted, you believe in the value of the word of God. You believe that, that the Bible is the word of God, and you don't pick and choose which verses you decide that you're going to live by or believe in. And when you have a tender heart, you make changes in your life when you're violating the word of God. And when you're tender-hearted toward God, you are so thankful. You are so thankful for everything. And when you're tender-hearted toward God, you'll also be tender-hearted toward your fellow man. In uh, Psalm 51, verse 16, talking about the tender heart, it says, um, it's talking about the Lord, you do not delight in sacrifice or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. Oh God, will you not despise? In Isaiah 66, 2, it says, Has not my hand made all these things so they came into being, declares the Lord? This is the one I esteem, he who is humble and contrite in spirit and trembles at my word. And in Hebrews 13, verse 13, it says, But encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We have come to share in Christ if we hold firmly till the end the confidence we had at first. Just as, as has just been said, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. So when you read the word of God or you hear a, a minister preaching the word of God and um, you've hardened yourself against that, that you don't want to hear certain things or you don't want the pastor to talk about certain things or you don't want to read certain things in the Bible or heard, hear them preach, you know, it would be good to look at look and see if you need to repent and soften your heart, heart toward the word of God and toward the Lord himself. So I pray for myself and I'm, I pray I can't tell you how many times I pray that the Lord would uh, make a right spirit a right heart within me that my heart would be pure before him so I pray for myself and for you that we may all have tender hearts toward God be submissive to God and his word and have broken hearts and tears running down our faces when we violate God's word that we would be repentant and make corrections that we need to make I pray that you and I both would never have a hard heart, but a heart that yields and is soft toward God. So if you have, have never invited the Lord God into your heart, if you've never put your trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you've never repented of your sins, I encourage you to do that now because God wants to make you part of his family. He wants you to become a child of God. And a big bonus reward of that is when you die, you'll be able to go to heaven because faith in Jesus Christ and the work that he did for you is required to go to heaven. So we want you all to go to heaven. So we encourage you to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life today, to repent of your sins. And if you've done that, we just encourage you to let us know uh, through our website, through email, through Facebook messaging, through messages on YouTube, just 
just let us know and we'll be glad to send you a Bible and pray for you. We also ask that you like and share our messages so that they're available to more people. So I know it's hot outside, so don't anybody get overheated and enjoy your evening. Bye-bye.